Now, this week you're hearing the final three parts of Life. What on earth is it? The documentary in which Dr. Ben Makin tries to get answers to the biggest questions of all. And he's been doing it with the help of some academic guests, including expert Professor Michael Sweet from the University of Derby. It might be a question you haven't thought about in a while. Perhaps it came to you last as you gazed up at a clear night sky, blinking stars shimmering against an intricately and potentially infinitely illustrated canvas. Or maybe as you looked down into the shimmering waters of a local pond, each drop of water teeming with countless living organisms. It could even have been a question that you asked your friends at sleepovers when you were younger watching sci-fi films on a Friday night. But today I want to pose the question, what is life? What separates it from the water in that pond? What's different about the leaves of a tree and the breeze that blows through them? And furthermore, how did life begin? And are we alone in the universe? These are some of the biggest questions in biology and in science. And to begin to answer, in this program, I'm going to turn to evolutionary biologists, molecular ecologists, and even physicists who spend their days observing and characterizing distant planets, searching for those that are Earth-like. Well, I'm Dr. Ben, and I'm very, very pleased to have you join us on this program. So this idea about the origin of life based on energy and entropy, how does this relate to the deep sea environment uh, mentioned by Professor Michael Sweet? Well, as it turns out, one example of these gradients, these energy gradients, where there's a lot of usable energy, so-called usable energy, in contrast to the typical energy we might think of when we talk about heat and temperature. Well, one of these gradients could have existed at deep sea vents, making the emergence of life there, however unlikely, favourable, based on this idea of energy and entropy. Professor Michael Sweet, as an expert in aquatic biology, will talk a bit more about the possibility of the origin of life at these deep sea vents. So the aspect of hydrothermal vents or deep sea vents and how life can be, be looked at is that it's the ideal conditions or it's, or it's theorised to be the ideal conditions uh, for the origin of life. And so this is why uh, certain people are looking into that. It's, it's fascinating uh, environment anyway, just on a, an ecological and a biodiversity aspect. Um, but for the evolution uh, chaps, this is uh, really showing some, some quite exciting aspects. And um, what, what they found, uh, so it's rather than uh, sort of shallow pools and things like that, uh, these deep sea vents uh, are creating a hot, hot bed, uh, uh, forgive the pun, uh, for creating protocells. And for protocells uh, to be created, uh, you, you need this hot, uh, usually alkaline uh, seawater uh, associated with it. So, uh, and, and this idea or this concept of protocells, people have been trying to create protocells in, in lab environments uh, for, for many years uh, because these, these ideas of this protocell, uh, and a protocell is a, is a, is a self organized uh, and ordered. Uh, spherical collection of lipids, so um, it's thought to be the, the, the key stepping stone towards the origin of life. There's multiple competing theories associated with, with where and how life started, um, but the, the events are, are among the most promising locations uh, for life beginnings, 
um, and new findings uh, uh, which have been published in, in places like Nature Ecology and Evolution um, are, are leading uh, in, uh, aspects of information onto this uh, sort of concept. So it's a, that these, these areas are, are mineral-rich chimneys uh, and they have that alkaline aspect with acidic fluids um, and it's providing huge amounts of energy which is, as we remember, one of the important aspects uh, associated with life. Um, but interestingly, down in the, in the depths, obviously, you're not talking about things like photosynthesis. And in fact, quite often, you're not talking about things like heterotrophic feeding, so uh, actual uh, food. Um, you're looking at things like uh, chemosynthesis, so the, the uh, facilitating chemical reactions, um, particularly between things like hydrogen and carbon dioxide, uh, to form these increasingly complex uh, organic compounds. So people are moving forward onto this, and, uh, and I believe, and I need to check this, but I believe that protocell formation has actually been formed uh, in a lab now, um, sort of, uh, again, leading credence uh, onto uh, the fact that this, this is uh, actually a, a sensible origin story. So we've spoken about replication as a defining feature of life. We've visited potential early life and the potential for viruses not just to be considered as on the edge of this definition, on the edge of life, but in fact potentially explaining the origin of life. And now we've visited the deep sea to hydrothermal vents which could have represented one of the places that could have birthed early life. A theory that could potentially also be made even more likely given ideas about entropy and energy and usable energy gradients based on fundamental laws of physics. But where do we go now in this discussion? We've provided just a few perspectives on what life is and how we define it and potentially where and how and why it began. But it leaves us with perhaps the biggest question. Are we alone in the universe? That is a massive question, and Ben's trying to answer that tomorrow as life, what on earth is it, continues 